Hey, are you craving some protein after a good workout? You know it. Don't make a shake. Don't eat a bar. Instead, grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender, made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And it goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. Make sure you look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. And if you don't see it, make sure to ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Oh, Trapper, what's your beef? Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Jim's in the basement, so you got to deal with me for three jam-packed hours. I'm going to, though, do my best to make sure you have plenty of opportunities to get involved. 1-800-636-8686. The goal is to take a call or two in 20 minutes. That's the goal, subject to change. By now, you should know I'm all about that Twitter life. Say it with me. B.W. Weber, Weber with two B's, emails, keep them brief because I can't read anything too long anymore. That's RomanAvatake.com. And to further demonstrate that the goal is to be clone friendly, I'm having a good time with you. This is not the Brian Weber show. Many versions of that program have been canceled on various national networks. I'm never going to bludgeon you with guests. And today, we're going with a skinny rundown. The only skinny thing in the studio. Just two guests, none in this first hour. In fact, another voice will not join me other than perhaps you on the phone lines until we get to hour number two. Talking baseball with Joe Sheehan. Roto-Wire and the Joe Sheehan Baseball Newsletter. And then we wrap up the program in the final segment. In addition to all the NBA conversation coming up to tip off the program, we'll check in with our pal, Steve Kyler from BasketballInsiders.com. So, I have a plan and I have a roadmap. And the aim, the ambition is to have a conversation with you. So, I'm betting on the clones. That's not going to blow up in my face, right? I'm sure that's going to go just as I planned. And let's get a few things out of the way. Although, I probably should have been smarter when I was tweeting early this morning from my luxurious one-bedroom apartment. I think I was trying to be preemptive when I gave you the McRib image. I know the tweets are coming. It's not Brian McRibber with how many bees. That might be in those two words. We're not doing three hours of fast food, but I am receptive to any direction you want to go. And just to pay it off, let's start the program with tweets. Then we'll get into what happened with the Lakers last night because the sky's been falling here in Southern California. Justin in Melbourne. Finally, the man, the myth, the legend, Brian Weber filling in for Tance Mack to quote Bart Scott. Can't wait. Justin, of course, my cousin. How about RB north of GR? Bad news. Jim is still in the basement. Good news. Weber's subbing. It means McRibs will be back on the menu. Signed, Charlie Weiss. When I read these probably in the wrong order because if I had gone with this one, I would have been preemptive and not read that horrible observation. Jeremy in Green Bay. Brian, how do you feel about personal appearance smack being show fodder on a Monday? I guess I've already broken one of the rules within the jungle. Finally, Carl and Prescott. Hopefully, Brian's getting paid time off from Bob's big boy this week. I would have loved to have been in the chair last week. Our pal Bill Ryder did an exceptional job as always, but because California is slowly getting back to normal, 
the reopening is proceeding in the right direction. Things have gotten busy at Bob's Big Boy. So in addition to me being the mascot out front, holding up that platter, my boss said I had to work a swing shift, and I wasn't available last week. So I am ready to take you around the NBA. And let's start with the game you probably missed because it tipped off late for the majority of the country listening east of the Mississippi. Suns and Lakers. And thankfully for Uncle B. Webb, this game was decided in the third quarter because while there is technology and they could have DVR'd things or gotten up at 1.30 in the morning to come up with these scorching thermonuclear hot takes, decided to watch as much of the game as I could last night before I collapsed on the couch. And the Lakers provided me with a gift because this one didn't feel like it was going to play out the way it did. Now, I guess we shouldn't be stunned that the Lakers won because Anthony Davis had been elevating his play as of late. Good news is when he had the back spasms, Apparently, that's just an aberration, anomaly for now in a big word Monday. So, played well heading into the game against the Suns, and he was explosive last night. 42-12-5, factor in what he did the game before. Back-to-back games over 35 points with a ton of rebounds and assists. And without that Herculean effort by Anthony Davis, where would the Lakers have been? Because... They've been in free fall coming into that game. They had dropped 8 of 10. No Kyle Kuzma. Still no Schroeder. He's been in the health and safety protocol. And most important, no LeBron. Although we still don't know precisely why LeBron is not playing. Because he's been coming back gradually from the high ankle sprain. It's Brian Weber for Jim Rome. Hop aboard 1-800-636-8686. Because we are fully vaccinated, we're going old school. Ritt has my permission if he actually gets out of the chair. And it's a big ask when you have the fill-in hack on this side of the glass. He'll hand me your tweets as we roll along. As an aside, because it's all Ritt all the time, my former producer has blown past me in the career arc. Driving to work this morning, I saw on the dashboard a song was playing I'd never heard of. Apparently, there's something called Ritt Momney. So now I got to deal with you when I'm not in for gym. You know Ritt really thinks he belongs in this chair right now, right? It's the definition of privilege, and I'll leave it at that. But back to the Lakers. So LeBron has been dealing with the lingering effects of the high ankle sprain. A couple days ago, Frank Vogel, in a very puzzling decision, told the media, now LeBron's not playing because he's not here. Not health-related. What are you talking about? That's when the Lakers got blown out by the Clippers. LeBron decided to show up last night. I guess that's a step in the right direction. We don't need a medical analyst to join us. And I specifically went with the modified rundown to give you a chance to chime in with calls and tweets because here's the timetable for the return of LeBron James whenever he damn well feels like playing basketball again because we know not only is he the GM of this team, he's running the league. Although, apparently, he did not get a vote when it came to the play-in tournament. So the Lakers still... In the seven hole, although the schedule is better moving ahead because coming into the game last night against Phoenix, as I was trying to crystallize my thoughts, I figured Lakers lose again. I can do 
three hours of bashing a team that is flawed and poorly constructed because they went all in with two superstars. And we know that Anthony Davis had the injury history coming out of New Orleans, dealing with the Achilles issue this year. LeBron, while he's superhuman, eventually even a cyborg wears down. But instead, that game also told us a lot about Phoenix and why I think they are nothing more than a regular season story. Remind me a lot of the Hawks a few years ago. Remember when the Hawks won better than 60 games and flamed out in the postseason? I think it's going to be the same story for Phoenix, most notably because, barring a change during this final week of the regular season, then it's on to the gimmick that is the play-in tournament. Lakers as the seventh seed, let's say they play... Steph Curry and the Warriors. Now, you can say the NBA is tinkering with things just to try to get a better rating, build up more interest, make this last week of the regular season somehow more compelling because typically it's teams that are out of the mix going 1-2-3 Cancun in the huddle. And teams that have their seedings locked in decide to rest the starters and go with younger players. So... In a normal 82-game regular season, the last week prior to the postseason is largely unwatchable. So I think the NBA undeniably made the right decision because of all of the components at play this week heading into the play-in. And while LeBron, a year ago when he was holding court in the bubble, said, yeah, that play-in concept, great idea, a week ago roughly said, whoever came up with this idea is an idiot because he quickly did the math Based on his inability to get back on the floor, the Lakers are very much in the mix of having to be that seventh seed. But let's say it is the Lakers and the Warriors. Effectively, single elimination for one team. Wouldn't that feel like when we all figured out that it was Stephen Curry, not Stephen Curry, when he was playing for Davidson and was out of his mind? Sign me up for that. Yeah, maybe it's contrived. It's non-traditional. But we live in a world now of 5,000 options across every platform, and you have to try to grab the audience. So if that's the game, and I'm not rooting for any teams. I'm not Laker B-Web. There's no Laker flag on my car. I wasn't chanting in my apartment, go Caruso, last night. I'm in the content business. I'm looking for compelling and interesting things to talk about, give me the Lakers and the Warriors in a play-in game. Might not shake out that way because Lakers have a manageable schedule coming up. Take on the Knicks, and we'll talk about that nice win yesterday and Julius Randle now in line for a massive payday, and that would be the most Knicks thing ever, right? Take someone shining in a small sample size and throw too much money his direction. But after that, the Lakers against the atrocious Rockets, They head to Indy, and the Pacers have their own internal issues and conversation. The coach is about to get whacked. And then they wrap it up at New Orleans without Zion. So it feels like, depending on what happens with Luka and the Mavs in front of him, and Luka is now, to me, starting to play in a way that's reminiscent of Chris Paul. What is with the attraction of hitting an opposing player in the nether regions? What is that all about? Don't just tell me, Luca, that was muscle memory, like it was some kind of involuntary action. He knew what he was doing there, but he's going to, I think, keep the presence of mind so he doesn't run into 
the excessive technical issue and be a modern day Rashid Wallace. When you call a Dell Technologies advisor, you are talking to somebody who is not waiting for their turn to speak. No, they actually want to hear what you have to say. They're focused on you, ready to give advice on everything from laptops to the cloud and offer tailored solutions powered by Intel vPro platform to keep your small business ready for what's next. Our advisors listen so you know your small business needs have been heard. Call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Always a absolute pleasure to be in for the best in our industry. Jim Rome, want to make the show interactive, although we do have standards. And Ritz says your phone calls have been terrible, but I'm going to give the number out frequently. And I am receptive to having a conversation. However, since it occurred to me driving to work today, I am now in my fifth year filling in for Jim. Just a phenomenal opportunity that I savor every time I walk in the studio. My history with you as callers is not great. And I realize my style is not conducive to rolling calls, plus the big names want to stay away. 1-800-636-8686. However, if you normally can't get through, I'll be transparent. You have better chances when you have a guest host. And if you're looking maybe to grab a golden ticket down the road, use me as batting practice. I am a pinata after all. Coming up, we'll talk some NFL. And then in less than 20 minutes, I'm going to respect the program. I know this is a big house for horse racing. I'm not getting that in-depth as to what's going on. Wait a minute. You're telling me that there are allegations of doping and a positive test in horse racing, and Bob Baffert is linked to it? Shocking, shocking. And Canelo Alvarez had another magnificent performance. We're not going to do 15 minutes on the sweet science, but my takeaway was, man, 75,000 people showed up for a sports event. We're back to a degree of normalcy, or we're back to real life, at least in Texas. NFL conversation on the way. Tweets are going to dominate today. Let's run through them. Wells in the 360, of course you aren't doing three hours of fast food. You're doing 24 hours of fast food. Could be a filet of fish in my future. Although, when they went from the wrapper to the box, to me, it lost some of the texture. What's in the box, Alvin? What's in the box? Geoff and Lincoln. Damn it, Ritz. Regards. B-Web, when Rit asked, or I just blew this one, damn it, right? Regards, B-Web, when Rit asked, did you eat all my Rice Krispie bricks? Okay, that was terrible, and I read it badly, a winning combination. Quite Californian. Hell yeah. Brian Weber in the house. Dude, fast food and Pac-12 talk all day long. Let's get it on. All I said was, I call Pac-12 softball. You want the highlights? Go to Twitter. B.W. Weber. Weber with two B's. Ken and SA, Webbs, whoever made the McRib, a limited time only menu item should be fired. Sincerely, LaBall James. So we are doing personal appearance smack. And one more, Carl and Prescott, we talk bucks all the time and love our customers, giving us more and more of it. Signed, Five Guys. I still don't understand that one. And what, no Ikea tweets yet? Ritt has done all the work we're going to get out of him for the remainder of the program. Coming up, we will start the second hour of the show with the latest on Aaron Rodgers. If you're tired of the story, here's the bad news. Nothing is going to change for the foreseeable future because the Packers opted not to make a deal on draft night. So they have no incentive. In fact, they have no financial motivation to do anything until at least we get to June 1st. 
If they make a move after that, they get massive salary cap relief. And the other thing that's going to continue to drive the NFL talking, not like the NFL needs our assistance. They're a juggernaut. And somehow the schedule released this week becomes must-see TV. You know the teams that are coming up for your club in the fall. It's just the order of the teams, but... Because the NFL crushes everything in its path, that'll dominate the midweek news cycle before we get to the NBA play-in gimmick. The other thing that's on the horizon, and I know this is a little bit mundane, but I'll connect the dots coming up. We've had so little access to professional athletes because of a global pandemic that's not done. Anytime there are actual gatherings of athletes at a facility that at a minimum, depending on what state the franchise is located, Zoom access can be there. Or better yet, if we're talking about teams, Florida, Texas, other states that have opened up, maybe, maybe actual old-fashioned press conferences with reporters in the room. Coming up next week, OTAs start warming up. So even though we know Aaron Rodgers, if he gets his desire – potentially is never going to step foot in the Packer facility again, his teammates are going to be there. And you know, question one, two, three, four, five, and six, and everybody on the roster will be briefed about the talking points. Aaron's situation is going to play its way out. We only talk about players who are here. I love that. That's Coach Speak 101. We in the media have a job to do, and we know how to ask the same question over and over and over and over and over again. So the Rogers story is not going away. And it's going to be interesting what happens in Seattle over the span of the next week. Because wasn't there a whole long conversation that Russell Wilson wanted out? That he was not pleased with the state of the franchise? This was before Aaron Rodgers grabbed the entire sports world and hasn't let it go. Remember that? Was that ancient history? Did I misremember that? Like Roger Clemens on Capitol Hill? Was that like the season of Dallas that Bobby Ewing wasn't on and then he walked out of the shower and said it was all a dream? Wasn't that long ago. And Russell Wilson was on the record saying this franchise has issues that need to be addressed. And then suddenly, because I pulled up the quote, I want to make sure I had some substance beyond the rambling. When Pete Carroll addressed the media prior to the Seahawks draft, he said, quote, we're not trading Russell. We plan on him being here for a good while. So basically, he just yada, yada, yada the entire Russell Wilson situation, and it's gone away. Now, some of this may come down to the fact that Russell may not want to push it as hard as Aaron Rodgers. Russell's in a better situation, I think, in that division, although we're talking about the Packers making it to consecutive NFC Championship games, but Russell is younger than Aaron Rodgers. He has a longer time horizon. If you're just looking at how that division's going to play out, let's just start at the quarterback position. Undeniably, you go Russ at the top of the list, and then Kyler Murray to Stafford is just a stat accumulator. He's a placeholder for the Rams. But at this point, anything would be an upgrade over the turnover machine that was Jared Goff. And then the Jimmy G-Trey Lance combo, however that plays out for San Francisco. So I think it could be a byproduct of Russ maybe just wanting to vent 
maybe in the wake of Deshaun Watson talking about he would never play for the Texans again. And we know how that situation radically changed. And we still don't have clarity on all that civil litigation and the NFL's investigation. Remember, Deshaun Watson doesn't have to be charged with a crime to deal with a suspension, as we saw in the Ben Roethlisberger situation years ago. I don't know what motivated Russ. Maybe he was only looking for marginal changes, and perhaps he's satisfied that it feels like he got a offensive coordinator that he likes, that the Seahawks did make a move to bolster the offensive line, picking up Gabe Jackson, that they re-signed Chris Carson. They gave one of his favorite targets, Tyler Lockett, a big contract extension. So was Russ just in a place mentally where he felt like venting a little bit? Was he trying to motivate the team to help him? Because we know if you're thinking about the numbers beyond the gaudy passing stats and touchdowns, he's also taken a beating. But some of this comes down to his playing style. To his credit, he's always looking to extend every down. But I just find it fascinating that this felt like a quick spike if we're just doing a line of Russell Wilson who has virtually said nothing in his career. I'll give you a small Pac-12 connection. I was calling a basketball game. His sister happens to play for a school in Palo Alto. Russ was there, joined us on the air. Couldn't be nicer. He's got a book about adjusting your mindset. Maybe he was living his own gimmick. And you have to speak things into existence. And all he was looking for was a few changes. But I can't recall a explosion of media attention. We had a list of teams that would be the desired destination. And it all went away. And to connect it to Aaron Rodgers, which is coming up to start hour number two of the program... Could we be looking at the same situation with Rodgers? I don't think so because we're dealing with radically different personalities, players in a different position in their career. But if Russell Wilson is precedent, maybe Green Bay just has to make a few moves to satisfy Rodgers. Although, based on what they did in the draft, doesn't feel like they want to play ball. And the primary difference is... Green Bay is owned by all of us. What a wonderful, novel concept. The fans own the team. Yeah, we all have equity. Well, that leads to two outcomes. Packers have been historically notoriously conservative, and there's no real decision maker. Mark Murphy is a steward of the community. There's no owner that Rodgers can go to and say, this is what I want. Whereas in Seattle... It's Paul Allen's sister after Allen passed away. And we know that Pete Carroll effectively not only controls the franchise and has that great relationship with the GM, ownership defers to Pete because he looks like Mr. Peanut and has that monocle on the sideline. Personal appearances not show fodder, unless you're a guest host. I'm Brian Weber, in for Jim Rome. If you know what happened to Russell Wilson, let me know. I'm sure we can talk about future Ciara I'm not as suburban as I sound. 1-800-636-8686. More of your tweets, if it feels like working. Garrett, on your way to getting cup number 14 of the hot chocolate, maybe you could print me more tweets. We'll Can't see. Can't do it, baby. Can't do Aaron it. Aaron Rodgers conversation. It's not enough to take on the good people in Town. Now, potentially, he's got to deal with Roseanne Barr. 
Details coming up to kick off hour number two. Straight ahead, it's a homage to this program. I listen every day. I know what's important in the jungle. Are you telling me that there's controversy in horse racing? I would never have seen that coming. Plus, because combat sports is a huge part of this program, Canelo Alvarez unified the super middleweight title Saturday night in front of a crowd of 75,000. Is that going to happen all around the country? Or are we looking at Texas v. California? But beyond that, beyond the spectacle, and another fight for the ages for the pound-for-pound champion, why do many more of you, and based on your tweets, I'm going to say it's the majority of you, care more about the farce that's coming up between Mayweather and now all of the Paul brothers. I think he's going to fight them in a Texas tornado match than legitimate boxing with one of the greatest in the history of the sport. This just in, two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they're just 35. More than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness, and there are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. How about that? Keeps offers both and offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months so you do not have to leave your home. Plus, low-cost treatment starting at only 10 bucks a month and keeps offers generic versions. Discreet packaging, proven results. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of the competition. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so you want to act on this thing right now. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash Rome. Receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash Rome and get your first month for free. keeps.com slash Rome. Feels like it's going to be a lot of tweets and emails. I'm cool with that. Twitter handle, B.W. Weber. Let me explain why I do that. Not only because I am an annoying radio hack. I was working yesterday at my other job with a softball great who I had not met before. She was going to tweet promoting that the game was coming up. She said, what's your Twitter handle? And I said, it's Brian Weber. And she said, Weber with one B or two. I wouldn't lie to you. I've been very transparent on this program. So there is some reasoning behind that very annoying affectation. Weber with two Bs. Emails RomanHaveATake.com. No guests coming up for another hour of real estate. We will not have our first guest join us until roughly 140 Eastern. Talking baseball with Joe Sheen from Rotowire.com. So the plan was... Let's take calls, man. I'm working overnights at Bob's Big Boy. I'll do overnight radio. But I also realize the way that you and I interact, because I'm just talking to one person. If that's the case, why am I yelling? Many of you don't want to call when Jim's not here. That's fine. So tweet at me. With a reminder, we're also going to give you a chance to go in-depth because it's time to ask the pros. Were you the clones? Get to ask me a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros. Submit your question. Be listening later in the show. I might answer that question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts. For all your car care needs, get guaranteed low prices. Excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
Alvin is smiling because I enunciate, you have to. It's part of the job. More tweets. And we got to work on not only the selection, but the ability to give me a little more time to read these. Rid is just setting me up for failure left and right. Garrett, I made you. Just just a quick staff meeting with the fill-in host on the air. Years ago, a now-defunct national platform, Garrett was assigned to be my produced. This was so long ago, we actually cared about his job, was wonderful, helping me come up with show topics, got me some of the biggest names in sports. I went to our boss who didn't even know how to turn on the lights and say, hey, this guy deserves a full-time job. Ritt parlayed that into his spot now on the best show in all radio, and he's just setting me up for failure. I don't understand what is motivating (laughs) you. Oh, I got you. You were so transparent, shining like that chrome dome. Ritt wants me to bomb even more than I normally do so he can sit in the chair. Dude, you're not playing chess over there, all right? You and the Swiss Miss have have a good time together. Okay, B. Webb, I wouldn't be lying... If I didn't tell you, I wasn't disappointed that you're the host today. Regards, Eric in Colorado. So that's a one, two, three, a triple Lutz. So a double negative is a positive. Then he went back negative. Eric, I get the vibe. You're not a fan. Ken and S.A. Webbs, I really think the Clippers are going to win it all this year. Sincerely, the guy who goes to McDonald's actually expecting the ice cream machine to work. I found out the hard way yesterday. When they say we're not serving lunch until 11... 10.52 a.m. ain't going to cut it, even when you're yelling into the, I want my McRib. Geoff and Lincoln, maybe this will be better, and we're going to cap Geoff, all right? The quota is no more than three, because they'll send you 30. Ah, searing pain. Ooh. I see blood. Regards ah. the bald elderly dude struggling to walk tweets into the studio. Oh. War old man Rick using a carrier pigeon to send tweets into B Web as I continue to step on the drops because I am deaf. All right, one more B Web. That is a big deal about AD getting 40 last night. It took me 30 days to get my 40 signed. Papa John. 40 pizzas in 30 days. Aaron in Iowa. The goal, as the guest host, is to not destroy the program. I'm not going to elevate it. I understand. This is the best show in all of sports media. And also provide some continuity. So as much as I want to, in a shameless self-promotion, talk about myself, what other things I'm lucky to do, I also listen to the program every day and know what Jim does on a Monday. So given his connection to the sport of Kings, I would be remiss not to acknowledge What's going on in horse racing? But I'm going to tread lightly here because I also know Jim has many relationships in the industry. But should we be surprised at all? We're talking about Bob Baffert having another controversy. I'll be kind. And if we think about his history, not only allegations and positive tests, we're talking about a sport that has had decades of allegations of less than integrity motivated decisions. I'll leave it there. Uh, I don't know much about what's happening with funky cold Medina spirit. If Tone Loke was involved, I'd had much more interest. But even with my casual knowledge of 
What happens in boxing? And yes, I know Eddie Arcaro once rode a horse to a triple crown. It, it, horse racing and boxing share a lot in common with the dysfunction of the sport, balanced by the fact that still millions of people care about it. But wouldn't this be one more obstacle for horse racing here in California? There's real talk about potentially abolishing it because of all the deaths, unfortunately, at Santa Anita. So just when you thought, okay, we have the pageantry of the Kentucky Derby, although NBC's got to stop lying about the post time. If you tell me it's 3.20, and Mike Tarico's phenomenal, but Mike, have a little bit of your own independence. You can't tell me they're going to run a 3.20 and then go Pacific time at 3.54. That's just false advertising. But horse racing can't get out of its own way. And the same thing, I think applies to boxing, and we're not going to play the hits about, well, I'm 50, and in the 80s, we had all the super fights, and my goodness, in Miami, at the Orange Bowl, Arguello, an hour prior, I'm not jumping into the hot tub time machine. Still, given the importance of, we'll call it combat sports, and I know this program's become much more MMA-driven, in large measure, because the audience is never wrong, and so... Much of the reaction out there is now swayed towards the UFC over boxing, understandably, because UFC actually delivers the fights you want to see. When you have Canelo Alvarez in the ring, it's worth noting. Now, it was interesting because I was inclined to at least track the fight. And because I love boxing back to its glory days, I thought, all right, maybe I'll put down a few bucks. I'm not going to look for the piracy feed out there. Where is the fight? The good news is I had Jerry Jones to help me. Some people have Alexa. Hey, Alexa, where can I find the fight? I have Jerry Jones because he was hosting the spectacle, and he told me where to go to watch it. Fans that can't be there can enjoy the fights live on DA Zone. I can't wait to be there in person at AT AT&T Stadium. DA Zone. Did I mention boxing has issues? You know how much money D.A. Zone is paying Canelo Alvarez for the rights to his fights? D.A. Zone. D.A. Zone. D.A. Zone. Is that a spinoff from the Rockford Files? Angel Martin might be the master of the long con, but he met his match taking on D.A. Zone. The district attorney played by Robert Conrad. D.A. Zone. So I didn't get the fight. I didn't have to. I was not that... Intrigued by the notion of whoever Billy Joe Saunders is. I think he jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge back in the day. But what I did find impressive, following along on Twitter and then getting the confirmation, is that they had 73,000 fans in Jerry's world. Speaking to the mass appeal of Alvarez, who really is a North American superstar, and we're all desperate to go back and watch sports. But why... If you want to watch that, aren't you somehow forcing boxing to get its act together? Because are Joshua and Fury ever going to fight? The sport is so broken, more of you care about the nonsense of Floyd Mayweather and now both Paul brothers. We can just give you a little bit of what happened last week hyping this farce. Absolutely. Listen, King Kong Bundy thinks that's a bad work shoot. Boxing deserves to be a better sport. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create 
sell and get found online so any small business could be a driving force to create change or build an empire. We know old ideas aren't cutting it anymore, so we're calling for a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's up to us to make it happen. Start different at GoDaddy.com. We are modifying our approach on the phone lines, going back to my standard mindset. Phone calls taken selectively at 1-800-636-8686 because Ritz says you're no good. This is not me making any sort of judgment or personal referendum. Plus, I think my friend just doesn't want to pick up the phone and prefers to cut and paste your tweets, more of which are coming up at BW Weber, Weber with two Bs, emails, RomanHaveATake.com. No guests for the next 40 minutes, and then we'll bring in our first guest coming up at 1.40 Eastern time. If you've heard me, and I know many of you, when you hear the dulcet tones go click, I understand. If you are inclined to hang with me, you might know my views about baseball, although it feels like more hypocrisy because... While I try to be self-aware, I know I'm 140 years old. I grew up in the baseball generation. It's what motivated me to be a baseball announcer, and then I turned out to be a heck of a softball announcer. Still, if you just look at the raw financial data because of the tonnage, 30 teams times 162, a lot of people are watching baseball. It's a regional sport, but we'll find the national elements when we chat with our friend Joe Sheehan from rotowire.com and the Joe Sheehan Baseball Newsletter. In 20 minutes, we get back to the NBA. That dominated the first hour of the program. We spent a lot of time talking about the West. Can the Lakers rely on Anthony Davis to maintain his individual momentum and more to the point, just stay healthy and LeBron could be back as soon as tomorrow with the Lakers taking on the Knicks. Maybe they wait one more day and give him a patsy against Houston, but it comes down to the King having to find that switch, wherever it is at Staples Center in downtown Los Angeles, flip it, and then will this franchise to another deep postseason run, although I'm going with the Clippers, as foolish as that may be. In 20 minutes, we'll talk about the conundrum on a big word Monday that the two-time reigning MVP, I think, is being overlooked. Giannis not going to three-peat because Jokic should win it. Jokic has just insane numbers. Also, there is the human nature to voting. If you give Giannis back-to-back-to-back three straight MVPs, you're putting him in an amazing upper echelon with Chamberlain, Russell, and Larry Bird. I don't think voters want to do that yet, but I'll try to forecast how things are going to play out in the East. We know the Nets are allergic to defense, but waiting on James Harden to come back from the hamstring injury East conversation as we went West, young men, in the first hour, NBA conversation coming up in the not-too-distant future. A couple more tweets, and then we're talking NFL. Wooden Laconic. It's a half hour into the show, and we haven't had a Scribbins sound drop yet. We probably have, and I stepped Scribbins on it. Alvy, step an your game up. Step your game up. And can you indulge my ego? Dude, dude. I'm yelling a lot doing softball these days, and I'm very proud of being the Vin Scully of the women's There's game. There's a drive. Left field. Out of here. Caronco nice. goes Caronco. deep. A two-run oh, homer. 
her first of the year. And just that quickly, there you go. Arizona has a two-nothing lead. We all have catchphrases, and apparently mine is just that quickly. You know, actually, it, it's a good tagline. When I hear Brian Weber on the radio, I turn it off just that quickly. And it's over just that quickly. Aaron Rodgers will not allow us any clarity. And it's not his fault because the Packers have no incentive to do anything. If the move was going to be made, it would have occurred on draft night. That's why the story was leaked. And we can get into the journalistic ethics of what Adam Schefter did, but like many of the oxymorons, Jumbo Shrip, Guest host insights. We know that sports journalism is often a paradox. The timing was deliberate. And it was clear, in my estimation, that Rodgers was looking for payback almost 365 days after he had to endure the Packers trading up to get Jordan Love, his successor, and not addressing the needs that he wanted targeted in the draft. So Rodgers is using the only leverage he has by making it known, although he had the ability to go on the record at the Kentucky Derby, did a nice overview of the horsies, but didn't say anything about his own personal situation as he was interviewed by the good people at Twin Spires. Rogers can only say through third parties that I am not coming back to Green Bay. And the Packers can cajole, coax, massage, offer more money, and I think that's part of the equation. We'll get there in a second. But right now, it's the waiting game. And Rodgers continues to live the best version of his life. So much of that is centered on what's happening here in Southern California, the entertainment capital of the world. Still called Tinseltown. That's a reference that even Garrett thinks is old. Rodgers is coming to a TV near you on Wednesday. Apparently, there's a show called The Connors. And look, I'm the demo. If anybody's watching network TV, of course, you watch CBS, CBS Sports Network, and Paramount+. Plus. That's all I watch, and I listen to CBS Sports Radio. Those are my four platforms. But ABC is going to have Rodgers on TV, and this is nice cross-promotion, playing himself as a Jeopardy host on the sitcom as he's trying his best to drum up public support that he should replace Alex Trebek. I don't think he was terrible. Clearly, he put the same maniacal focus into preparation. Now, if you know sports and game shows, this is obscure. Rolf Benershka, former kicker of your, Alvin, San Diego Superchargers. We rehearsed this at 4 o'clock in the morning. Benershka was a host on Wheel of Fortune. Chuck Woolery said, yeah, I don't want to do that nighttime version. Give me more money. And then he was saying two and two on Love Connection. So they had the split of the production. Sajak went tonight. Bernershka took over the daytime version. And now you know the rest of the story. Is it apparent I have no life? You think I have no life now? Let's jump into the Wayback Machine when I was watching way too much TV and appreciating the art of being a game show host. I will not get into... What Alex Trebek's legacy is. I could do the Mount Rushmore game show host, but I want to come back next time for Jim. So, Rogers is going to appear on The Connors, which apparently is a Roseanne spinoff. The show continued without Roseanne. So, my question is, because we know Roseanne is certainly quotable 
often provocative, can carry a tune. Has she been banned from Twitter? I I lost track of who's allowed to say what. But is Rodgers now going to get blowback from Roseanne? I don't know. Because she's got to feel somehow slighted that he's appearing on her show that she's not a part of anymore. It's the same dilemma back in the day when you had the Darren switched on Bewitched, right? I'm a Dick Sargent guy. Some guys were Dick York guys. Or you had Bowen Luke holding out for money, those Duke boys on the Dukes of Hazard. So no Roseanne on her old show. Aaron Rodgers will be there. That is not earth-shattering news, but it's going to keep the Aaron Rodgers narrative moving forward because all we're looking for in sports media is a way to advance this conversation, and Rodgers, to his credit, isn't saying anything. So unless you believe he's playing nine-dimensional chess, and he might be, I think he's a very bright guy. I've only interviewed him once. It was a cavalcade via satellite so when he's plugging whatever he was selling I was the 17th guy saying you know Aaron I really want to get in depth about and I had 30 seconds that's my question but it's apparent even from a distance that Rogers is thoughtful and he has a plan in whatever he's doing like he's attacking Jeopardy he was certainly more prepared than Dr. Roser. You know, Katie Couric can read a teleprompter, but hosting a game show is a very different skill set. I'll leave it there. Rodgers now might be using surrogates like former teammates. John Kuhn, who went on with Zach Elps, and Zach had a great scoop here on CBS Sports Radio. And Kuhn saying, well, he believes that this is not an irreparable relationship. The damage could be healed. James Jones, who we've interviewed on this program, my former colleague at NFL Network, saying virtually the same thing. So what does it all mean? What is Rodgers truly looking for? Because he's already been able to make some of the changes he clearly wanted, able to force out, massage Mike McCarthy, and doesn't that look to be, in retrospect, undeniably the right decision? Because the Packers, with the addition of Matt LaFleur, And grabbing that offense from the Jurassic era and making it a contemporary, modern approach to football has led to -to back-to-back appearances in the NFC title game. What's going on in Dallas? Hey, Jerry Jones, if I want to watch maybe, oh, I don't know, an inside view of the Cowboys or a Canelo Alvarez fight, where would that be available? DA zone. What, what 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 channel is that on? DA Zone. Okay. Uh, I have a parking ticket, but I want to make sure I go to the chief law enforcement officer in Reseda in Southern California. Who am I calling? DA Zone. Okay, Jerry, thank you. When Mike McCarthy got that job, remember, he was going to be all in with analytics. Remember that unbelievable ruse? I'm sure he sat down with Jerry and said, you know, when I'm not... Working through algorithms, I'm watching a lot of DA zone, DA zone to try to break down my game film. So Rodgers was right in that power play. McCarthy had a go, and you saw Dallas's output on the field in part because Dak got hurt, but also because Mike McCarthy is stuck in the Vince Lombardi era and hired Mike Nolan to butcher his defense. So Rodgers was vindicated there. 
you can't blame him for wanting more help around him. Look at the Packers' draft philosophy. A lot of defense. Now, you could also make the argument that defense had to be bolstered because the Packers' secondary had been atrocious in recent years. But when you have not only a franchise quarterback, but somebody I think that belongs in the conversation, top five, top ten, however you want to parse things, you have to, I think if you're going to run a sound business, solicit that fella's input. Stars matter. So Rodgers clearly has felt like his voice was not only not being heard, it was not being asked for. Look at the free agent moves. And that's also a function of Green Bay being situated where it is. Other than Reggie White, give me the list of marquee free agents who said, sign me up for Green Bay in December. So I can't fault Rodgers for wanting a different organizational approach And I don't think he's going about it the wrong way. You could sit here and lecture me on Twitter. It's B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs, Brian Weber, in for Jim Rome. Phone calls are a possibility, but the odds are sliding. 1-800-636-8686. You could talk about the sanctity of the contract. Okay, well, how many contracts did Rodgers sign prior to this disagreement with management? Not like he's had a problem with Wisconsin in the past. Not like he was trying to big-time the good people in the land of cheese and say, now I want to hang out at Nobu in Malibu. He embraced that role. And Rodgers, I think, has earned the right to arrive at a conclusion that if things are not going to change, and I don't know that they're going to, based on the nature of the organization— No owner that he can work with directly. The Packers have been conservative for decades. And they've been damn fortunate. You can say it's an outgrowth of how skilled they were in trading for Brett Favre. Although Favre was a mess personally after his run in Atlanta. And then drafting Aaron Rodgers. But I think it's been dereliction of duty in a football context to have Brett Favre followed by Aaron Rodgers. So what's that roughly? 25 to 28 years of Hall of Fame play under center. And what do you have to show for it? A Super Bowl for Favre, a Super Bowl victory for Rodgers. So Rodgers is going to do all he can. I do think money is part of this formula. Good night.